listening to Transformative Coaching. This is Nina Madhok. Welcome to today's episode. Today's podcast is about how assumptions can sometimes lead us to incorrect conclusions. Now, we all make assumptions every single day of our lives. It's necessary just to be able to function. We very rarely have complete insight into a situation, and often there are pieces of information missing, and of course, we can't see into the future. And sometimes the assumptions are very basic. When you woke up this morning and you left your house, you assumed that the door would be in the same place you left it last night. And often our assumptions make perfect sense and they're completely logical and reasonable. And they're done on the basis of all of our experience from many years before. Every single day where we've walked through our front door and it's always been in the same place that we left it. Some assumptions aren't quite as obvious as that and maybe aren't even reasonable. They are often done on the basis of our previous experience as well, but they may be leading us to incorrect conclusions. Now this shows up with my clients in many different guises. There's so many examples that I can give you, so I'll just pick two or three for the purposes of our discussion today and see whether any of these resonate with you. One of my clients had been dating a girl for the last six or seven months. Everything seemed to be going very well. They were spending increasing amounts of time together and they were enjoying their relationship and it seemed to be deepening. But he was bothered by one particular fact. He was bothered that she never invited him back to her place. This created all kinds of insecurities in him and he brought these insecurities to our session where we talked it through. With some of my challenges back, we delved a little deeper to ask what the assumptions were that he had made. He had actually arrived at the session quite distressed and he had decided that she was about to end the relationship. Now he was becoming increasingly fond of her and this was very distressing for him. As we unravelled it, we realised how many assumptions he had made along the path. Firstly, he had assumed she thought there was something wrong with him. Perhaps there was a reason why he wasn't quite good enough to be able to take him back to the house. And in fact, actually, his assumptions and thoughts darted behind all kinds of different topics and scenarios. In one scenario, he was imagining that she was actually in a long-term relationship, perhaps even married, had a secret family, and so this was an affair that she was having on the side. So of course she couldn't take him back to her marital home. He started to wonder whether perhaps she was intimidated by his professional status and his income. Maybe she was embarrassed by the position that she was in and what she was earning. Making all kinds of implicit assumptions there that she cared about wealth and status and that she felt insecure over these topics. And then as he darted back and forth with all these different potential assumptions, he finally just rested on one, the only one that seemed to make sense to him that actually she didn't want to take him to her house because she wasn't really as into the relationship as he was. So naturally that would mean eventually she would be ending it. The problem with this conclusion was that it began to affect his behaviour. He pulled away from her, subtly at first, ever so slightly, but increasingly as the weeks went on. His mind started to find reasons why his conclusion was correct and that she'd actually be leaving. 
And so him pulling away, he started to get defensive to be able to protect himself against her saying, you know what, it's been a lovely six months, but this is not for me. Through our session, he started to realise that some of his assumptions were completely absurd. Actually, some of the assumptions, they were perfectly reasonable, but perhaps incorrect all the same. What he really realised, fundamentally, was that he didn't know what the reason was. There was a missing piece of information. And as he had tried to protect himself, his mind had raced to try to explain this situation and raced to find a conclusion so that he knew how to defend himself against attack. This is just one scenario in which it shows up. In another scenario, a client of mine had spent months and months working on a project that she was incredibly proud of. And the culmination of this project she presented to the board. It seemed to go very well. She emailed the presentation to her boss afterwards and she got just a one line saying thanks. Nothing to praise her in how she had done, nothing to suggest that he was happy with her work. And initially she brushed this off. But as the days passed, she started to question why he had behaved in that way. Or perhaps he thought she wasn't really good enough, perhaps he disliked the presentation, maybe he didn't like how she showed it to the board and he was just not saying it to her. So again, as with the first scenario, this second client raced to all kinds of conclusions with these assumptions. And eventually the inevitable conclusion was actually her boss disliked her work and she was going to get fired. Which once again provoked all kinds of knock-on consequences in her behaviour. Now she started to spend increasingly longer hours at work trying to prove herself, but then she'd get quiet in meetings and presentations. She wouldn't step up to the plate as much because she was scared of being judged and criticised. And that, unfortunately, did end up having some kind of consequence on how she was performing at work. And it was all on the basis of a few assumptions. I've also seen it show up with people with their friends and families, even as basic situations as a friend might cancel on you multiple times. The first time you say, well, you know, things happen and maybe there's a reason why he can't turn up. And the second time it happens again and the third time it happens again. And after this third time, you start to question whether he really cares about the friendship as much as you do. And the consequence of that is that you pull away. You decide that actually I'm not going to make plans with him anymore. But I'm not going to make plans because he clearly doesn't care about our friendship. And you stop sharing with this person. You stop spending time with them. And they perhaps have no idea why you've pulled away. Do any of these situations resonate with you? Perhaps one of these rings a bell. Maybe it's not one of these situations. Perhaps it's another situation. But the underlying message is always the same. Someone else's behaviour triggers something in us. It bothers us. But instead of us being able to confront our feelings directly and speak to the other person, we pull away, make all kinds of assumptions and modify our behaviour as a result. But it's complicated. When we choose not to bring it up with the other person and we assume that we'll just be able to get over it or deal with it ourselves, our own inbuilt defence mechanisms will start to kick in and they'll start to check for threats and they fill in the gaps and that's where we start to make all these assumptions and because we don't have all of the information the assumptions pile up one on top of the other 
and we end up jumping to a conclusion, a conclusion that affects our behaviour in the relationship. And sometimes can even just destroy that relationship altogether. So the question is, is there another way to deal with it without leaping to assumptions? Is there another way for us to be able to share with the other person before we get to the point where we actually decided that we know the end result of this situation? The good news is there is. I'm reminded of my time in consulting. Whenever you start a consulting project and you have a problem, you stay with the problem for as long as possible. And at the start, when you present back to the client, you start with very simple facts. Facts that are indisputable. And to an outsider, it can often seem rather pedantic to raise these facts. Why would you bother saying what the size of the overall market is? Or why would you bother telling the client that they're third in their marketplace? But sometimes starting with these very pillars can help us to see what it is that's true and differentiate that from what's an assumption or perception that comes beyond that. Another way to think about it is in mathematics. You have fundamental truths. We all know that one plus one equals two. We know that. It's indisputable. It is one plus one equals two by definition. And if we start with that very fact, we can then build on top of that, carefully testing as we go along whether the next thing is a fact or it's an assumption. So if you start when you're triggered to take a moment to just be with yourself and ask yourself what the situation was that triggered you, that can help you just stop, pause and say, well, what is the fact in this situation? So with my first client, for example, the fact was that his girlfriend had not invited him round to her house. All of the rest of the details of that situation, all of the assumptions he'd made were just that. They were assumptions. They were his perception. They were him looking at the situation through his own lens of the world. And the conclusion he reached was just that. It was a conclusion, but it's his conclusion. It was not a fact. It was just his conclusion. Separating that out says, okay, my girlfriend is not inviting me back to her place. So what do we do once we've identified the fact? Well, now is the important part, is to be able to go to the other person and communicate with them before we get in a situation where we're making all kinds of assumptions. So start by approaching the person with how it feels for you. State the fact. When you don't invite me back to stay at your place, that makes me feel nervous. I feel a little saddened. And I begin to wonder why that is the case. And my, own, my own insecurities lead me to question why you're behaving in this way. Do you see how when we communicate it this way, it's all just, just fact and our own emotion. They're both indisputable. There's no blame on the other person. We're not going to the other person and saying, you know what? You're not inviting me back to your place because you've got a secret relationship that you're not telling me about. You're not inviting me back to your place because you don't really care about this relationship as much as I do. You're not serious about it and you're planning to end it. When we approach the person with blame, it then turns into a us and them attack. There's no space for open dialogue. 
So start with the fact and then communicate how that makes you feel. Why do we do this? Why is this important? Well, if we don't do it this way, then we jump to all kinds of conclusions and the situation spirals out of control. We create distance in relationships that might not need to be created. But when we're able to share from this space of fact and then just open honesty of our own emotions, it creates an open space for us to feel hurt and for the other person to share with us if they so wish. So the next time you feel that you're questioning someone else's behaviour, pause for a moment and reflect on what the facts are of the situation and then see if you have the space to be able to communicate it with them. Now occasionally we're in situations where we can't communicate it with the other person. Maybe there's a physical distance, maybe there's something to do with the seniority, there could be all kinds of reasons. And in those situations, it's important to stay with how we're feeling initially. And then with the assumptions that we have, just question whether there's an alternative way of looking at the same situation. It sometimes helps to ask us, ask ourselves, if a friend came to us with that situation, how would we respond? What would we say to that friend? It creates a little bit of distance for us to see an alternative way of looking at the same situation.